If you are a Braveheart, the next hour is just for you. Welcome to Bravehearts Radio with Brian Reinbold. In this program, you'll learn who the Bravehearts are and connect with them to help change the world. By doing so, you'll be changed for the better. Now, here's your host, Brian Reinbold. And welcome, Bravehearts. You're listening to Bravehearts Radio. I'm your host, Brian Reinbold, and I am the mission specialist. And uh, still get asked, why the mission specialist? Well, you know, I don't fly the rockets. I just help make sure that the trip gets accomplished. And so you can connect with us at braveheartsforkids.org. And you can also find a way to donate now on the Bravehearts for Kids uh, website. Um, Today, we're talking about empowerment through economic opportunity. And, uh, you know, I think we're going to have uh, some additional topics. But uh, uh, my guest today is Don Samuels. He's founded Microgrants. And, uh, you know, in, in our spring season, our, our theme is um, uh, purpose and the social enterprise and the idea that, uh, you know, every really successful business in this third millennium is going to be some kind of a social enterprise. Um, micro grants, um, you know, has, a, has an impact for people, uh, as, as the name implies, at, at, at small dollar amounts. And um, uh, so I wanted to get started with, uh, with the show and, and uh, talk with Don about that. Welcome to the show, Don. Thank you, Ron. Great to be here with you. It's always good to have you back. You know, I, I wear the NASA, the NASA logo and uh, the NASA shirt, and I, I once in a while I have people say, "You really work for NASA?" and say, "No, I'm a I'm a fan." And uh, I, I noticed right away today when we got on our on our Zoom call that you have the Ohio State uh, uh, shirt on today, and because uh, uh, you're in you're in Minneapolis, but uh, yep. and I don't work for Ohio State. <laughs> <laughs> Neither do I, or nor did I attend Ohio State. My daughter does. It's it's safe to say you're a fan, and, uh, a fan, yes. and your your daughter goes to Ohio State, I think, right? Yes, yeah. Yes, so, yes. Uh, and I, I think uh, you know, I I I've worked with enough people from Columbus lately. It seems like I've 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 really. That's uh, quite a few people, Frank Egan and uh, and the people I've connected through Frank uh, over the past few few weeks. And uh, um, uh, Columbus is uh, is a is a place where I've gotten to know quite a few people. And uh, there, it's the Ohio State University. The so, Ohio State. The Ohio State. Yeah. So, um, um, well, t- tell tell me uh, tell us about uh, microgrants. How how did how did that get started? What uh, what was the idea? Yeah, actually, I'm not the founder. The founder is a guy named Joe Salvaggio, who oh, okay. founded it 15, 16 years ago. Uh, he's an ex-retired uh, uh, or resigned priest who, um, who wanted to continue his social enterprise work, um, especially in uh, helping people uh, get from poverty to uh, self-sufficiency. And he started an organization called uh, Project for Pride in Living, PPL. And uh, that was a training organization that trained people for jobs and helped people find housing. Excuse me. Mm -hmm. And some education training and um, uh, job training. And uh, he, he ran that for about 20 years, and then he retired and uh, ultimately uh, started microgrants um, because he, lives, he lived in the challenged part of town, and he was always meeting people who, but for a few dollars, you know, were kind of weren't able to get a certification or to get a car to get to work. Their car broke down or, you know, a lot of little challenges that people face every day that are obstacles to upward mobility. And so he, uh, after a few conversations with some well-placed friends, of course, being a former priest, um, he knew how to raise money, right? And and he had a Rolodex of um, contributors, so to speak. So he was able to tap into some of his people who respected him and um, had helped him in this former enterprise. And they gave him a combined $50,000 and said, once you, uh, whenever you run into somebody like that, once you give them a grant of a thousand dollars and let them get past that obstacle. So he did that. It was very satisfying and um, 
effective, and um, ultimately he institutionalized it in the organization he called microgrants, and um, and then um, developed the system of identifying people who were in these straits and um, vetting them and um, recommending them for a grant and then uh, given the grant. That was the kind of process that he developed and uh, found partner agencies to work with him to do most of that work, actually. So these are part agencies in the Twin Cities that train people for work or train people for business, entrepreneurial training. And when those people run into an obstacle uh, that would prevent them launching or prevent them thriving um, because of some key purchase or uh, key uh uh, opportunity, they would apply or could apply through these agencies for a micro grant, and um, so so then he didn't have to find these people himself, and they would come pre vetted, and um, highly uh, uh, intensely familiar to the people recommending them because they spent weeks or months training them, and so there was a high degree of readiness. And then uh, he would just provide the grant or review the application, provide the grant. Mm -hmm. And so that grew into what is now today uh, a $1.3 million, a $1.5 million in 2021 um, enterprise. And we give out uh, over a million dollars each year. That's a, that's, a, that's a lot of people getting getting a little bit of help each. Then. Yeah. We've gone beyond $1,000, of course. That was 16 years ago. So now we are, our grants range anywhere from a couple hundred dollars up to $4,000 uh, for a car or up to about, uh, or for a vehicle and up to $10,000 for a grant for a business. Yeah, and I, I remember uh, in, in looking at the uh, frequently asked questions uh, about microgrants, one of the questions was, do these have to be repaid? And I like the answer, the way it was phrased, is that uh, no, these, uh, these are, help, are to help people build equity, not debt. Yes, and, and uh, one, of the, the, one of the, by the way, um, we have, our, our grants are in three areas, transportation, education, <clears throat> and business. <clears throat> Excuse me. And um, low-income inner-city people are different from low-income rural people, as the microfinancing is usually aimed at the latter mm -hmm. in third-world countries. They have a piece of land. They have um, time on their hands. They have no nothing else. <laughs> they have no seeds, no animals, no nothing. Mm -hmm. And so the, the, the micro loans, uh, which micro lending, which was um, invented um, in the third world context, was, was to purchase some animals or purchase some birds or purchase uh, some seeds and uh, to get the farmer going. And then the, the investment would self-generate mm -hmm. and then they could pay back the loan. In the inner urban communities, as in Soweto, Soweto, South Africa, and or in Minneapolis, um, life is a little different. People don't have any capital. Uh, they have very limited income, and they're usually paying, you know, half of their income to rent, and very little left for food, etc. And so they often run into debt, payday lending, etc. And so to add, pile on to them again, another debt, um, what you would have is a lot of um, defaults. Mm -hmm. And so instead of creating debt and people running into uh, credit problems, we just say it's a grant. That's and we feel good. very good about it because they are so highly vetted yeah. that 97% of our, uh, uh, of our uh, education grantees achieve their goals and 84% of our transportation grantees achieve their goals and 89% of our business grantees achieve their goals. That's because we get the best of the best prospects from these partner agencies. They come highly vetted, well-trained, and the only thing standing in their way is some 
uh, resource that they can't afford. Yeah, eighty. You know, eighty-nine percent on uh, a success rate in in uh, in any group of business. That's pretty yeah. darn good. Pretty darn good. Yeah. Yep. And yeah. Uh, now it. Uh, you know, we're we're worldwide here. So when you say the cities, we're talking about uh, Minneapolis, St. Paul, and you know, growing up in North Dakota, uh, the the uh, the the the, uh, uh, the the Twin Cities. Uh, that was that was the big time. That was the big time. You know. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, it's a big time. A lot of people are attracted here to see the Vikings, to come down into town and enjoy some entertainment or um, or even to work, traveling to work uh, or to do business. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, there's a part of any inner city community mm-hmm. where there's concentrated poverty and those people um, don't see the same the city in the same way. Yeah that um, people who are doing business or being entertained see it. And so we're able to tap into that part of the population, bring some hope and ultimately some success. Yeah. Yeah. Bring uh, the, the uh, empowerment, empowerment through economic opportunity. Right. Uh, that's um, uh, that, that, you know, the, the title of our, of our uh, conversation today. And I'm thinking that, uh, you know, people, when when you have a rate of success like that, mm-hmm. um, and they uh, uh, they they get a little break, everybody appreciates a little bit of a break, yeah. and then to be able to to uh, to uh, to do the rest on their own and right. get and then do that, that's got to really be something that uh, that has some long lasting positive effects for people. Absolutely, and we're not like a training organization that says. Okay, come into us, uh, and we'll train you to do construction, or we'll train you to do public works, or we'll train you to be a nurse, or we'll train you. We don't do any specialized training. Mm-hmm. We don't do any specialized anything. These 50 partner agencies we have, they train people for everything from soup to nuts in the marketplace. And so whatever that grantee wants that money for is their business. We don't. It go into, oh, we don't fund that, we uh-huh. won't give money for that. So people are v- feeling very empowered. I had an idea. I went and got trained for it. I was ready to launch, and there were obstacles in my way. Somebody believed in me yeah. and provided me the resources to get where I want to go. It's yeah. a very empowering thing. Yeah, just uh, just getting getting a vehicle fixed so that you yeah. can get to that opportunity. Yeah, um, that's a, that's a that's a big deal. Especially Twin Cities area where transportation is not like New York or Chicago. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it's still a lot of car uh, yeah. transportation, so the buses are not as intensely, uh, and uh, well, public transportation is not as intensely covering. Yeah, Twin Cities area. Yeah, we got uh, you know here in Chicagoland, we've got the uh, the the metro rail system, and right. you know you, you you see if you watch a lot of movies, you'll see well, there's New York or there's Los Angeles, and and then there's Chicago, and you can usually tell you're in Chicago either by the skyline or the trains. Yeah, <laughs> so, uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about transportation when we come back from the break, um, mm-hmm. because uh, there's there's something that uh, I think is 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 very interesting. It's a it's a, a big factor in uh, in the cities now, and it's uh, going to uh, become uh, something that's uh, uh, more of a factor in other areas. Uh, so yeah. we'll get back to that when we come back from the break. I'm with Don Samuels here on Bravehearts Radio. We're talking about economic opportunity, empowerment through economic opportunity. Stick with us. We will be back on the other side of 60 seconds. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Bravehearts Radio is sponsored by Bravehearts for Kids, a national pediatric cancer charity. Our mission is to provide life-saving hope and inspiration to families facing a pediatric cancer ordeal through outreach, information, and mentoring. Our recently updated Spotlight Hope mobile app puts families in touch with resources to help make their lives better from any location in the USA. For more information or to help, go to BraveHeartsForKids.org. That's BraveHeartsForKids.org. 
As the mission specialist, Brian Reinbold doesn't fly the rockets, but he does help to make sure each mission gets accomplished. Employee engagement is such an important concern for business people today. Brian helps socially conscious businesses reduce expenses, increase profits, and inspire a sense of dedication in the workforce by training mission-building behavior. It's not what Brian does that's most important. It's what people do after he trains them. For more information, contact Brian Reinbold at Mission Specialist at BraveHeartsRadio.org. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, VoiceAmerica.com. You're part of Bravehearts Radio. Call into the program today to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also email Brian. His email is missionspecialist at braveheartsradio.org. Now, back to this week's show. And welcome back, Bravehearts. You're listening to Bravehearts uh, Radio. I'm your host, uh, Brian Reinbold, and I am the mission specialist. Um, we're... Uh, uh, you can connect with us at uh, BraveHeartsForKids.org. And um, we're now doing our, our certified life mission coaching by Zoom video for a free consultation. You can connect with me at uh, Mission Specialist at BraveHeartsRadio.org. Um, you can also be part of the advertising sponsor of the show for as little as $280 a week. Uh, connect with me at uh, Mission Specialist at BraveHeartsRadio.org for that. Um, today we're talking about empowerment through economic opportunity with Don Samuels. He's the, uh, not the founder. He's uh, the leader of microgrants. Uh, chairman of microgrants. Is that right, Don? CEO, yeah. CEO. CEO. Six years, yeah. And, uh, and uh, you know, when we went to the break, we were, uh, we were talking a, a little bit about um, transportation, you know, transportation in Minneapolis, different uh, than transportation in, uh, in Chicago, you know, you recognize the, uh, the, the Metra trains here and in uh, Chicagoland. Um, and, uh, you know, the, the, the car is so important. Uh, as a, as a way to uh, to get around getting to the job, getting to that uh, that next level opportunity, um, something that uh, that we talked about a little bit before the show, Don, is is the lights on mm-hmm. program, and that's uh, that that's also part of microgrants. Is that right? It, it's also part of microgrants, and in fact, it's uh, surpassed half of microgrants, and it's now most of microgrants. Wow, because it's been such a successful program after just three years so yeah so uh i i guess you know at the risk of uh of of of, of sounding just the way i am you know it's, it's kind of lights out for lights on huh yeah absolutely <laughs> yeah uh so but tell us uh, what it what it, how did lights on get uh get going yeah. what, uh, well as i as i i've said one of our transportation one of our granting areas is transportation, and so we have a relationship with an a, a, a organization of um, a franchise organization of nine that has nine uh, auto centers, and they also tow cars for various establishments, and 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 so they tow these cars all winter long, and especially in the winter, but whenever the cars are abandoned or left on on. Uh, um, unsecured or uh, unreclaimed, uh, they tow the car, and they at some point the law allows them to sell those cars if they're not claimed. And so they have this inventory of unclaimed cars. They also um, uh, also um, retail the state's DWI car seizures and some repo cars. So they have this range of car values, and they see. Sec- they put aside some for us that we that they can sell to us a thousand dollars less than they would sell them for. Uh, so we sell a car for we'll buy a car for four thousand dollars that would sell for five in the marketplace. Yeah. So it's a starter car, and that's the form of grant that we make a transportation grant. We'll either fix your car, or if you don't have a car, we can grant you a car. You just go there and you pick it up. They do a 60-point check, make sure it's safe. It's going to operate for two years. So we had that relationship with the auto business. And so after Philando Castile was killed 
and we were uh, on NPR, there was a conversation about the fact with a couple of police officers that, um, you know, cars, low-income people are stopped more, most often than any other people because they buy used cars and the lights go out along with other things, muffler, falls off, whatever. And so they get stopped off most often by cops, as Philando Castile was stopped 49 times in his 13 years of driving. Wow. And so um, we were bellyaching about this at a board meeting, and um, one of our board members said, is anybody doing anything to help these people? And so I thought he meant advocate for, but he said no, to help to fix the cars. And so because we had this relationship, pre-existing relationship with this auto repair shop and their retail business of used cars, um, we, we said, hey, why don't we, uh, if all of the partner agencies, our 50 partner agencies, coupons or vouchers so that if anybody who comes into their program, which we, we thought we might be about 25,000 people, if they have a broken light, they can go there and get it fixed. So we did that for a few months, and everybody was excited about it, but only about 12 people redeemed vouchers to fix their lights. So we thought, if that's the ratio, why don't we do a little town? So we did a little town and, and had the police give the vouchers out if they came across someone with a broken light. Everybody was excited about it, but it, again, it only had about 12 in about two months. So we said, well, at that ratio, doing the math, we could do the entire metro for about 100,000. And so we opened it up. We had 20 cities in the metro. And um, yes, we did. Everybody was excited again. And we had less than $100,000 that we spent. So yeah. we said, well, let's go statewide. <laughs> mm -hmm. So right now we we are in uh, um, over a hundred cities and and counties. We cover about close to ninety percent of the population of the state of Minnesota. We have given out three thousand vouchers, so to fix broken lights. So three thousand times people have been pulled over by a cop, and instead of a ticket or a lecture, uh -huh. they give them a voucher to get it fixed for free for up to twenty five, two hundred and fifty dollars rather and we know that people who get pulled over for a broken light several times eventually get a ticket if they can't afford to fix it if they can't afford a ticket they can't afford a, if they can't afford to fix it they can't afford a ticket and fixing it so ultimately many of them get their cars towed now they can't afford to get the tow out Get pay the ticket, fix the light. So very often they lose their cars, their transportation, and they lose their jobs. It happens over and over and over again all across the country. And so we're able to step in and again, keep people in their jobs, keep people with the family transportation and heal a relationship between the police and the community. And the guys who were our original nine shops that were repairing cars told us when we started the program that the people who come in to get their cars fixed, the light fixed, are 10 times more grateful than the people who come in to get a free car. He said, I don't know what's happening psychologically, but people who come in, they cry when we're fixing their cars. And people who come in to get a car just can't compete with them for the level of gratitude and excitement. So it's it's a really incredible phenomenon. And now we're moving to Wichita. We're in Wichita, Kansas, Saugerties, New York. And we are in uh, process to start up in, in um, Tennessee, both in Chattanooga and Nashville, in, in Las Vegas, and in Denver. Wow. So you know that uh, I, I like that uh, that board member uh, who said fix the yeah. cars. You know, <laughs> yeah. And we, you know, it was like, how are we going to do that? You yeah. know, how are we going to? Cars people are driving cars around every day, and and they they there are too many. We could never do that. Yeah. But because we did it incrementally, we discovered that in fact. Um, it was a achievable goal. Not only that, but that people were willing to pay for it. 
the public was willing to contribute to it. And so last year, we got about $1.3 million donated to fix broken lights. And, and, wow. and this year, we have $1.8 million to fix broken lights all around the country. And so um, the, the money has actually preceded the demand. And that uh, to make a contribution to that, uh, people would just go to microgrants.net? Microgrants.net or lightson.org. Uh, microgrants.net or lightson.org yeah. uh, to uh, donate to this um, uh, this program. And I, it sounds like it, it really has a, a, a great uh, interface between yeah. uh, between the police and the and the public, mm-hmm. uh, when man, that's that that there's something on the plus side is is uh, is desperately needed there. Absolutely. In fact, we um, we give a survey to the the auto shops that they hand to the driver while they're waiting to get their car fixed, mm-hmm. and so it's a very very high level of return because we're giving them the voucher when they're most grateful yeah. when they're a captive audience. And so they fill these things out at a very high rate, and um, it's 15 questions. And uh, so we know the income level, we know the race, we know the sex, we know uh, we have some long answer, little uh, two lines, we know how they feel about it. We're able to get back in touch with them because we have their phone number, uh, the most enthusiastic people to hear what their experience was like, and we record them on Zoom. And, you know, we hear stories like, you know, I was driving down, my kids were in the back seat, and um, we got the lights, and I thought, oh, I don't have any money for this. Yeah. And then the cop comes up, gets our license and registration, comes back, and we thought, going to get a ticket instead, because I didn't know the lights were out or couldn't have the money to fix it. And, and our kid, my kids took out their phones and start recording it because of all the police issues that have been happening. And instead of a ticket or a lecture, the cop comes back and gives us a voucher. And it's like, I, I can't believe it. You know, that's it's right. like, uh, I can fix it for free. And so that's the kind of reaction we're getting. And, and so people actually, any kind of disparity in, yeah. in racial um, stops, meaning lower income people tend to be more people of color, getting stopped more often for vehicle violations. Any disparity there means that there's also disparity in the giving of the voucher. Mm-hmm. So if more African Americans are stopped, more African Americans are getting the vouchers, more African Americans and police relationship communities, uh, relationships yeah being healed so it yeah. just flips everything on its head and creates a, a plus out of a minus that's a, that's great I, I i love it and uh we're going to another break here but we will be back and we're going to talk a little bit more about uh healing um and uh uh in, in especially in uh, in minneapolis uh, when we come back uh to brave hearts radio on the voice america variety channel stick with us we will be back on the other side of 60 seconds Voice America is available on your Google connected device. Okay, Google, play Turning Hard Times into Good Times podcast on iHeartRadio. Try it today. Brave Hearts Radio is sponsored by Brave Hearts for Kids, a national pediatric cancer charity. Our mission is to provide life saving hope and inspiration to families facing a pediatric cancer ordeal through outreach, information, and mentoring. Our recently updated Spotlight Hope mobile app puts families in touch with resources to help make their lives better from any location in the USA. For more information or to help, go to BraveHeartsForKids.org. That's BraveHeartsForKids.org. As the mission specialist, Brian Reinbold doesn't fly the rockets, but he does help to make sure each mission gets accomplished. Employee engagement is such an important concern for business people today. Brian helps socially conscious businesses reduce expenses, increase profits, and inspire a sense of dedication in the workforce by training mission-building behavior. It's not what Brian does that's most important. It's what people do after he trains them. For more information, contact Brian Reinbold at Mission Specialist at BraveHeartsRadio.org. 
the Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You're part of Bravehearts Radio. Call into the program today to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also email Brian. His email is missionspecialist at braveheartsradio.org. Now, back to this week's show. And welcome back, Bravehearts. Uh, you're listening to Bravehearts Radio. I'm your host, Brian Reinbold, and I am the mission specialist. Hey, why the mission specialist? Well, you know, it's your parade. I just help make sure you're in it. And um, coming into the third segment, I always have a little bit to say about the National Day Calendar. Uh, NationalDayCalendar.com, one of the great supporters of the Bravehearts for Kids Pediatric Cancer Charity. Um, and uh, last week we had uh, Anna DeVere from uh, uh, National Day Calendar's Daily Show on the show. Um, and uh, that, was a, that was a real treat. Um, we, uh, I, you know, I always point out the national days. One of the one of the national days today, uh, March 29th, is National Mom and Pop Business Owners Day, and uh, I thought oh, that's kind of cool the way things work out. You know, working with uh, uh, micro grants uh, leader uh, Don Samuels today. I, I, was, I almost said founder again, but uh, <laughs> uh, now I know it's uh, Father Joe, who's the founder of yeah. micro grants, and a lot of a lot of mom and pop businesses benefit from this too, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. And they run into trouble and, um, you know, uh, some appliance breaks and they can't fix it uh, in time. They can go back to that agency that worked with them to start with and say, I'm desperate. I you know, I don't qualify for a loan. The bank won't lend me, you know, a thousand dollars. It's not worth their time. Um, so, you know, what, you know, can I apply for another micro grant and uh typically it's a second grant so they know about us yeah and we we make the grant within three to seven days so uh, you know they they could actually get have a crisis resolved mm-hmm. and um and not have to uh uh, lose their business momentum. Yeah, mom and pop uh, ice cream shop gets a yeah. new ice 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 Either machine yeah. right during the heat wave. Yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah, Absolutely. yeah. yeah. So uh, you know, I mentioned uh, going into the break. Uh, uh, you know, we were talking about the 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 good relations um, with the uh, lights on program, mm-hmm. and um, that, you know that's the plus side of things. I, I know that you're, you're very involved with with the healing, uh, I called it the heart of healing. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think you, you, you are the, the founder, a co-founder of, of healingourcity.org, if, if, I, if I got that one right. Yes, you got it right. Yes. Yeah, and, um, you know, we started it last summer when we had a tent out on the county road that um, was devastated by looting and burning uh, during the riot that, um, after George Floyd was killed. And... Um, uh, over a thousand people came uh, to 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 pray silently for eight minutes and forty six seconds um, in this tent that we created with mats on the floor, mm-hmm. chairs, and 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 people felt very um, grateful for it. And they, uh, since the trial st- was starting, people wanted to reprise it in some way. So now, instead of uh, being out on West Broadway for thirty days. We are now um, online uh, once in the morning at eight o'clock, and we have um, national people of national rec- recognition who come and speak for five minutes mm-hmm. on at eight o'clock, and then we have eight minutes and forty-six seconds of silent prayer or meditation, and um, then then we just close out. So it's a Zoom uh, meeting, and this morning we had three hundred and fifty people between our Zoom and our face, Facebook live stream. Yeah. And we started out with 70 people the first day. So wow. that was two weeks ago. So it's growing fast. And we're being attracting um, people of national note now. And um, so we expect that this will be sort of a place that, you know, everybody's looking at Minneapolis right now. We just are having the trial now. This is the first day of the trial. And people are tuning in to our city. 
And so this is one way for people to tune in for a healing experience mm -hmm. rather than a stressful, traumatic, um, frustrated, uh, pessimistic, um, uh, downy, downer kind of experience. This is one way to put everything in a spiritual perspective. Yeah, uh, We're one humanity. Um, we're trying to achieve uh, justice in this case so that we can move forward at a um, with a higher level of standard for justice and a higher level of agreement of what that looks like and a higher level of expectation and and maybe so in the end out of this terrible thing uh, a better thing evolves yeah it, it sounds like uh, you know that's 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 the definition uh, someone's definition of learning you know if you yeah, uh, and something if something bad happens you can learn from it um, that's that's the best that you can make of it. Yeah. Well, they say you either grow through great love or great pain, yeah. and most of the time you're going through great love. There's some pain involved, yeah. right? So because love always involves some pain if you have ever had a relationship, and and so um, so that deep feeling, that deep connection with yourself through trauma or or love mm -hmm. inspires you to do things that you normally wouldn't do, yeah. right? Now, I, I'd never do that. Well, suddenly you fall in love, and next thing you know, you're doing that thing, right? <laughs> Making a sacrifice that you never would have made. Yeah. And and so the same thing for pain. So now we, we're making sacrifices we never would have made. People marching out on the streets in thousands across the world demanding justice. When a week before they would have said, I'm tired or, you know, I'm busy. Uh, yeah. Now they're engaging the concept of justice because of the pain of what they saw on TV. So this is, you know, this can be seen just merely as a tragedy, but it also could be seen as something that stirred us beyond our our comfort level yeah. out of our malaise or uh, apathy to to get engaged with the pursuit of justice for our society and for the world so yeah. that's what we're hoping that this spiritual kind of perspective will be contributing to the healing not just of the incident yeah. but the healing of injustice in the world yeah well part of that healing involves uh, I, I reckon a uh, an understanding of the connection that we have with one another. Absolutely, yeah. And, you know, the connection is real. That uh, Chauvin had his knee connected with the neck. I mean, just think about it. Two men, why would, why, how intimate is that? Nine minutes, it turns out, nine minutes and 29 seconds, two men are locked in, well, four men really are locked in intimate physical contact with each other, and not understanding the significance of that. Mm -hmm. That that and, and you know, it, it, actually, our cops um, probably interact physically, are touching people across class and race more often than any category of humans, except maybe teachers. But they're physically touching. And, and the same thing happened during the worst human rift, which was slavery. Mm -hmm. People were touching. In fact, I am 20% European. Mm -hmm. and it's Scandinavian, 13% British, 3% Irish. How did that happen? Some slave master and some slave were touching mm -hmm. during, the, during the dark night in, in, in some um, secret uh, uh, abuse situation. Right, and and so if we can touch each other in hate and abuse and exploitation, we can touch each other in love and understanding and healing. And that is that is to show you we're so one that even when we are in the most disparate relationship, touching seems to be even more intense. Mm -hmm. That's how much we are one. And so let's admit that we are one and not let that touching be hurting, let it be healing. Yeah. Well, and ad admit or under, you know, I, I think understand that we're one and the connection that, that we have, it, it's the, the spirit that flows through us and, and the, the, uh, the breath of life, uh, the spiritual life that, um, that yeah. animates everyone is the same spirit, regardless of same your spirit. Yeah. And in fact, if you want to prove it, look how fast COVID spread. Because the, the air we were breathing, we were exchanging the air. Mm -hmm. 
you know, we were we're connected with each other so much that as you breathe out, I'm breathing in. And we're exchanging air. We're exchanging moods. We're exchanging uh, attitudes. We're exchanging spirit. And we thrive on each other or we hurt each other. We And we have a choice as to what that exchange is going to be. Yeah. I know that I, anyone who listens to the show at all and, and knows me knows the uh, the phrase "doing good anywhere does good everywhere." Absolutely. And, and I'm, I'm thinking, you know, when whenever we do, I, I use the example: pick up a cigarette butt, you made the world a better place. And people people say, "Wow, that's not not much," but I, I think of it yeah. as uh, making the the sidewalk tidier. And somebody said, "Well, that'll yeah. that'll save a, a seabird from dying," you know. Absolutely. And, and you it, know, the great thing about it is. That's a seed that you plant. Not only is it an act that you perform, yeah, it's a seed that you plant in your own life and a seed that you plant. Somebody is looking at you through a window. Yeah. And every time you look out your window at your house or in your office building downtown, you look down, you see some guy walking down, down the block, and you kind of watch him for five seconds or ten, and then you go back to work. Yeah. Well, what if you looked out and you see the guy picked up some trash and put it in the garbage? <laughs> he just planted a seed in your mind, and people are always watching. Children are watching. People at home are watching. Uh, young people are watching to see how what do adults do. Uh, uh, the guy in the office building downtown is watching. And you yourself are also watching yourself. And so you're planting seeds. It's not just a solitary act. No act is solitary. It has repercussions in your own life and in the world. Yeah. You know, that uh, one of my uh, one of my early mentors, Albert Schweitzer, and one of, yep. I got a lot of favorite quotes. And one of them from him is uh, um, in uh, influencing others, uh, example is not the the uh, most important thing it is the only thing mm. <laughs> and uh, I, I reckon you know when you're saying it it, would, it it applies to us within ourselves too you know if I, I do this it's like when when, uh, when Winston uh, Price was on the show a few weeks ago and we talked about how long does it take to create a habit he says one time yeah <laughs> <laughs> set an example for yourself yeah. do it one time yeah. you're you're there man yeah. so well, one more break, and we'll uh, we'll come back and wrap things up with uh, with what uh, what we've created today, and what our commitments are for the future, on uh, Brave Hearts Radio with Don Samuels. And uh, stick with us; we will be back shortly on the other side of sixty seconds again. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Brave Hearts Radio is sponsored by Brave Hearts for Kids, a national pediatric cancer charity. Our mission is to provide life-saving hope and inspiration to families facing a pediatric cancer ordeal through outreach, information, and mentoring. Our recently updated Spotlight Hope mobile app puts families in touch with resources to help make their lives better from any location in the USA. For more information or to help, go to BraveHeartsForKids.org. That's BraveHeartsForKids.org. As the mission specialist, Brian Reinbold doesn't fly the rockets, but he does help to make sure each mission gets accomplished. Employee engagement is such an important concern for business people today. Brian helps socially conscious businesses reduce expenses, increase profits, and inspire a sense of dedication in the workforce by training mission-building behavior. It's not what Brian does that's most important. It's what people do after he trains them. For more information, contact Brian Reinbold at Mission Specialist at BraveHeartsRadio.org. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You're part of Bravehearts Radio. Call into the program today to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also email Brian. His email is missionspecialist at braveheartsradio.org. Now, back to this week's show. 
Bravehearts. You're listening to Bravehearts Radio. I'm your host, Brian Reinbold. I am the mission specialist uh, with uh, Don Samuels here on uh, on uh, the, the uh, Voice America Variety Channel, uh, Bravehearts Radio. Uh, you know, one thing I, I, I wanted to be sure to mention, Don, and uh, yeah, I, you are absolutely invited to uh, join us in uh, Peru in September. Uh, Brave Hearts for Kids is uh, sponsoring a trip to uh, Machu Picchu, uh, Peru. Uh, Daniel Gutierrez, uh, one of uh, one of my, my my best friends lately, and a uh, great guest on the show. He has a place called Catalina in uh, Pizac, Peru, in the Sacred Valley of the Incas. We're going there in the last week of September, and uh, uh, leading a, a group there um, uh, on, the, on the very first Brave Heart adventure. So that's uh, machupichu.bravehartsadventure.org for that one. And, uh, yeah, um, you know, when you were describing a a guy walking down the street and watching somebody and say, you know, you you observe him for a little bit, he picks up a piece of of trash or something like that. You know, the idea of doing good anywhere does good everywhere. Um, Last summer, I, I, I remember thinking about, you know, this, this idea that, um, Man, there's problems in the world. Um, I am. I am. I'm not the one that's irresponsible, or I'm not the one to blame for the right. problem. But I can take responsibility for it. Yeah. Yeah, and the example I thought of was um, I used to go uh, go running near the house, and I one day I decided I'm going to go pick up the garbage laying along the street. And one of the neighbors came by and he saw me picking up trash and putting in a, putting in a garbage bag. He said, what are you doing? I said, I'm picking up this trash along the road here. He said, uh, why? You didn't throw it there. I said, yeah, but I live here. And the idea that, you know, we can take responsibility for a problem without saying, hey, I've created that problem. And you know what I, what I realized then is if I see somebody throwing garbage out their window, I can, I can really take issue with them. And I think that's yeah. that's a that's an interesting uh, uh, way of going yeah. about it, you know. Yeah, you get you you are empowered yourself. When, when you take responsibility, you gain power. That's what people don't understand. Yeah. The responsibility is power, mm-hmm. uh, and and it 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 changes you not just in terms of uh, I now have power to make a difference, but yeah. it gives you an inner spiritual power, right? To a, a moral kind of authority kind of grows in you, and and now you're able to take a stand on things because you have engaged your body and your whole full self into whatever it is you just did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Responsibility um, is empowering. It, you know, it's kind of like um, how good you feel when you apologize for something. Right, you know, um, and yeah. I, you know, I, I know there's there's people I've I've come across say I've never had to apologize for anything. Was well, that's not the case with me. So <laughs> <laughs> good to hear. I was I was afraid I was in the presence of perfection. So I'm, yeah, I feel better. Uh, uh, you know, gosh, I was in the same. I was in. I was kind of the same thought there. <laughs> <laughs> So, <laughs> yeah, this is you're the what? What do you? How do you describe yourself again? Uh, you're the commander, the the mission specialist, the yeah. Mission specialist, <laughs> yeah, on the trip to Utopia. I I love it. Yeah, on the way to uh, the trip to Machu Picchu. Uh, you know, we're gonna we're gonna be. Uh, well, then the mission specialist, you know, I got the NASA, you know, yeah. there's a, there's a NASA connection with Bravehearts for kids. And, and, um, uh, you know, I get to, I get to talk to, um, uh, brain surgeons and rocket scientists and nuclear physicists and Don Samuels, the wow. founder, founder of uh, healingourcity.org. You know, so <laughs> it's, it's a, it's a pretty good gig. That's great. Yeah. It's wonderful. So what, uh, you know, I, we met through the uh, Center for Purposeful Leadership, and uh, one of the great programs uh, that uh, the Center for Purposeful Leadership has is the Art of Convening. Mm-hmm. And when you go around the convening wheel, you start with the heart of the matter. But the last two things on the wheel are, what have we created, and what are we committing to? Mm-hmm. Um, so, we, you know, we created some fun today and, and good mm-hmm. rapport and, and hopefully some positive energy and understanding among the people. 
Um, what kind of commitments do we have now, Don? Yeah, well, you know, I tell you, it is so... Uh, as, as, as I described, lights on to you. Mm-hmm. We, it was started by one of our board members asking a question. You know, they, just asking the question. So much of what we see in the world is out of our control. Is it imperfect? We talk about it, shake our heads, roll our eyes. Can you believe this? Can you? Believe, I thought it was good. It's not that good. You know, all of that. And, and, and to just for, the, for a moment, to go from complaining to asking a question like, what can be done? Yeah. Just, enter, to, just to entertain that approach for, for just one little bit. Give your complainer, inner complainer, a break for, for a few minutes and just open yourself up to what might be possible. Man, that is the beginning. That's the first step in the transformation of the world. Yeah, Don, you know, uh, uh, optimism is the tipping point between uh, emotional um, maturity and, uh, and going down the drain. And uh, at the very pinnacle of emotional maturity is empowerment. And uh, I love your optimism and the way it spirals all the way up to empowerment. Uh, you are welcome here anytime, my friend. Thank you. It's great to be here with you. I feel like I'm on a spaceship of sorts. And I just, uh, it was a one hour trip. Uh, we didn't arrive at Utopia yet. Oh. But, but it seems like we made a stop somewhere on the way there. So I appreciate being under your command, Captain. Well, thank you. Yeah, it's a, uh, join, join us next week on uh, Bravehearts Radio when uh, Harry Waters Jr. will be with us. And uh, we will be talking about the secret of staying young. You know, uh, mm-hmm. Harry's another guy I met through the Center for Purposeful wow. Living. And um, uh, if you don't know Harry, uh, you, you're going to want to join us. I always thought, I thought he was in his 30s. It turns out he's not. Uh, but um, uh, join us next week um, for the secret of staying young. Um, it doesn't involve time travel. Does it involve um, plastic surgery? No. No, 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 no plastic surgery. Not even Grecian formula. So, oh. uh, uh, <laughs> remember, doing good anywhere does good everywhere, and um, we'll see you next week. Mm-hmm. Until then, be well and stay well. Thanks again for joining us this week for Brave Hearts Radio. Be sure to tune in for another edition featuring your host, Brian Reinbold. The show can be heard every Monday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll talk again next time. 